What's up, Boilermakers? Ian McDougall with Purdue Women's Basketball. As we catch up with some of our student-athletes continuing on over the last few weeks, today I'm joined by someone north of the border in Leonie <laughs> Boudreau. Leo, thanks for taking some time to talk to me today. Hey, thanks, Ian. It's nice to see you on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Great to see you, too. Sorry, as much as I mitered in French, we're not going to do any of this in French, and I think that I think everybody's going to be thankful for that. Um, first question everybody wants to know, um, how are you doing? How's everything north of the border for you? Uh, I'm doing, honestly, I'm doing great. Um, with my family, everyone is healthy, so that's, that's all we want. And honestly, just the first couple of days when I was home, I was literally washed by a kind of like a wave of gratitude. So it felt really great to just, um, just realizing everybody's healthy. We're like, we have food on the table. It's my, I'm lucky that my parents can still work and I'm, I, I still pursue my studies. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of things to be grateful for. So um, obviously it's terrible what's happening out there and the situation is, is, is awful for a lot of people. So I feel like the, the best way that we can go through that together is that the people that are, are healthy and can pursue uh, are not suffering to just be grateful and kind of support the, to other people and send them energy and pray for them. So yeah, I feel great right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, I've, I've done a couple of these and that might've been the, the <laughs> best answer that we've, oh. the uplifting answer we've had so far. Oh, thank you. Uh, I, I, I'll say that the nice part about kind of that quarantine stay at home, at least in Indiana, is that you get to try, try new things. Like for my wife, like yeah. she cut my hair for the first time. There's a reason that I'm still wearing a hat. <laughs> Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, looking back on this on this season, um, let's just you know start at the beginning. Obviously, probably one of the coolest uh, experiences yeah. anyone got to have is going to Australia. Just what oh were my your gosh, thoughts on yeah. getting to go down there? I mean, Australia was just such a the I would say the perfect trip for us at, at the perfect timing. We had such great opportunities to really bond together, uh, do activities that just are once-in-a-lifetime activities. I mean, go scuba diving in the Great Barrier Reef. Like, you can't, you can't ask more than that. So uh, spending some great, like, a full day on a boat with, with the team, it really helped us kind of create that base of the team chemistry that we really need to have a great season. And I think that was the moment that helped us, like, build the chemistry off the court, but also on the court. Uh, we understood each other better. Um, and we really built a culture of competitiveness and just caring for each other as well. Um, and that really helped in practice. Like practice was high energy every day and that really helped um, for the game for sure. So Australia was the critical moment for a season, obviously. And it was the like the best fun ever, so yeah. <laughs> so out of the the three places we stopped, Melbourne, Cairns, and, and, and Sydney, yeah, which one was your favorite? Oh my gosh, that's a tough question. I mean, they were all awesome. They were all really different. I would say for the fancy, fancy part of it, Melbourne and and just the, the the Oprah House obviously was just amazing and just monumental. So, but the one that I enjoyed the most personally, I love beaches. I love the water. So. Um, so canes and being able to scuba dive in the ocean and in the Grand Barrier Reef, I think that was, I would, that's a big one for me. And, that, and being able to touch the kangaroos and being with them, I mean, that was just amazing. <laughs> yeah. how, 
it was trippy when we got there because you know the flight in you you kind of curl around a mountain go yeah. through the clouds and then you just see this like pristine beach right next to I know, you know our hotel yeah. was right there and then when we get there and our tour guide goes all right nobody go in the water because there's saltwater crocodiles right there <laughs> that's when you realize that you were in the you were in Australia you're like all right yep. maybe this isn't Florida or Hawaii like yeah play it you gotta be a little careful yeah 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 no it was awesome it was just amazing I'll remember that forever. Well, and I think you were, you were one of the few that, uh, when we got to Cairns, did the holding a, a koala, right? Yeah, I still have a picture of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I remember, I, I like asked the group, the group me, like, hey, anybody who does that, send me photos. And I think it was just you and Coach B. <laughs> and I think, I think that actually ended up making it into our uh, end of season, like, photo collage. Yep, yep, um, yep. I, obviously moving on a little bit more um season injuries played played an issue but um what was it like to to still be able to travel with the team you know uh Nathan Wiseman our videographer and I always if we ever needed a shot a photo or a video of somebody getting fired up on the bench it was always just with you what was that like well obviously it was um to have an injury like this that really stopped you and that you, you don't have really have a, a big role of like, oh yeah, I want to keep going. Well, you can't, Leo. Yeah, you, there's always that fire that want to be on the court. Um, so that was really tough. Honestly, basketball has been part of my life for so long. So, uh, but I'm so fortunate to be able to be in a team where everybody around you really care about you and they care about your success. They care about you feeling well also. So um, they just really made me feel good and um, having opportunity, like you said, to just stay with the team and see basketball kind of in, in, in a new angle. Um, I've always been like uh, trying to be competitive on the court, but now I was forced to be on the sideline, but then trying to really contribute to the team's success at the same time. So when I was seeing something on the court that I could help on the sideline during timeouts or anything, I, I would tell the girls and the girls were really good at, at listening and like, asking for feedback can really be um, helpful for that. So just feeling that I was still having an impact on the team by uh, using my IQ and other things like that to help the team individually also, if it's one-on-one -on -one with a player where I feel that she could be better at some point and just pushing her to be better. And I, I want my teammates to be their best selves. So that's what I focused on. And, and it was really uplifting for me to be able to do that. Also, um, Terry gave me the opportunity to give the Leo's award every after every game. So um, I was giving the award to the person that played like they were. It was their last game. So doing that and seeing the, the girls like smiling when I was giving that award really it, it was fulfilling for me. So so I'm really grateful for that experience. So <laughs> well, one of the unique things, and it happens a lot. You know, most teams they have one international player or two and. And sometimes they're, you know, players don't really come from the same geographical location. Uh, they don't speak the same languages, but it has to be nice a little bit to, to have, you know, a couple of teammates that mm -hmm. uh, not only, you know, not only can you guys all uh, converse with the team in English, but you guys are all, you know, native <laughs> French speakers. One of the things I thought was remarkable was just your relationship with Roxanne and, and how you were able to help her come along especially because she wasn't with the team all all summer mm -hmm. um what was that relationship yes well I the thing that was great about that is that I kind of lived 
a little bit of the of the barriers that I had to to go through as a freshman, um, not being bilingual at all when I came. I mean, you you remember probably even now I still have an accent. So um, so being able to kind of express yourself in a different language and and having to use like mimes and like trying to do that, I think being kind of like the big sister of Roxanne and knowing kind of the hurdles that you have to go through um, to kind of be your best self and help the team like you know you you should. Um, so I really, when I saw Roxanne, and she's from the same school from Montreal, so that's even that helps kind of build a relationship. So we knew each other from far because I never played with her before, but I she came when I left. So um, kind of building that relationship as soon as she arrived and make sure that she was uh, being included in the team like she should and uh, knowing kind of her personality and, and helping her um, being by her side and not necessarily breaking the barriers for her but just helping her guide through um, what her path should be so that was great I love Roxanne <laughs> everybody in, should know her <laughs> well in, in you know statistically while offensively it may not look like a lot of uh, in terms of points per game but mm -hmm. like her her contribution her impact and I you know I remember talking with uh coach Gruggs and, and coach Balkum and uh coach Kucher a couple times you know early on in the season when Roxanne would get out there and on defense you know she is a lockdown defender oh my one. gosh yeah yeah but it was also you know they really gave you a lot of credit for helping her kind of weave into the defense, the team defense, because not only mm -hmm. did she shut down a, an individual player, but she did a really good job throughout the year, just helping on switches, things like that. And, and I know the coaching staff gave you a lot of credit. Um, oh my God, thank you. <laughs> but, and, and, you know, obviously, um, while on the court, uh, you know, in Mackey, there, there you know, you didn't uh, get an opportunity to really um, play a lot of minutes there. But on the court in Holloway, you had a, a pretty significant uh, <laughs> event earlier this year. And, and you mentioned it already, just helping, um, helping players, uh, you know, reach their full potential. The mm -hmm. prize event, for those of you who, who didn't have an opportunity to see it, it, I mean, that was just an inspiring afternoon. What, oh. what I, I know you've told the story a million times, but just what prompted you to really, to really put on um, an inspirational event like that? Right. Um, well, obviously, you can ask me to tell that story anytime. I'll, I'll let, I'm never getting tired of it. It's, it's just an awesome experience that I, I'm so fortunate to be reliving every time I, I, I tell it. But it, it, it was just a fulfilling event. And um, I actually, I always, I'm in biomedical engineering, obviously. So um, working with passport athletes with uh, the design of prosthetics and all that, I always knew that was going to be in my path for my career. Um, and then I'm always, like you said, my purpose is to try to inspire people to achieve their full potential. So um, having the chance to meet actually Shelby Gruss, who was the former captain of the USA wheelchair basketball team on campus, she's studying uh, at Purdue. So just meeting with her, to try to have her suggestions on my career aspirations. And just during that discussion, I kind of had a click of like, what if we kind of join our forces to raise awareness for Paralympic sports and help her kind of fill the needs that she has and, and help her teammates and her kind of community 
and I felt a really like a bond when I was speaking with her. So, and she told me that she never had anybody to, to, to do this with, and she always wanted to raise awareness of Paralympic sports. So I was like, okay, well, you know me kind of, uh, I was like, oh, well, let's do an event. Like we'll, we'll, we have enough uh, resources at Purdue, we'll figure a way out. Um, so I kind of committed at that point and, and I was just, from that moment, it was just all the growth and the, the potential for that event kind of raised exponentially and, and the support, I mean, the amazing support that we had from athletics, from the College of Engineering, from Purdue University as a whole was just really um, inspiring in itself just to have the support. So uh, it kind of grew really fast and, and now we have an event that can go a new annually um, I'm organizing, I, I reach out to the USA national teams and the Canadian national teams. Um, so we'll have them at the next event, uh, play against each other in preparation for Tokyo. Obviously you probably know that Tokyo was postponed to, um, August, 2021. Um, so we'll, we'll probably, we'll, we're also postponing our event to probably April so that it's, it's a better timing and that it's safer for the athletes. So. I mean, there's a lot of surprises that I'm keeping for that one, but uh, it's going to be awesome. The, the next one, uh, you'll, you'll love it. Well, in that whole, the whole event was just incredible. I can't remember how many, we, how many officially like made it through the doors, but it, it was, I knew it was over a thousand. I mean, it was great to have, uh, it was great to have Carson step, you know, oh, yeah. Edwards swing by for, for a few to watch, but yep. I think aside from, I had never watched wheelchair basketball before and watching it in person was, I knew uh, I could never do what they did just cause I'm not even remotely close to as athletic. But yeah. It was more, it was, it was, it was awesome to see um, some of the men's players and some of the women's players yeah. um, really get involved during the halftime. Um, you know, obviously it was cool to bring Illinois team over, mm -hmm. um, but just, what was that, that experience like? Because you got everyone from the athletic department and from Purdue and uh, the IOC. Like, you had so many, so many moving parts, and, and you and Shelby were really the glue for that. What was the planning process like for you? Yeah, um, it was awesome. I mean, with the obviously, I reached out to all, all the people that I knew could help me. Uh, put that together you know I reach out to you a lot and Nathan and like, all the people from marketing obviously I need help for that I'm an engineer so I'm not marketing at all but um, I love to connect the right people together to make something happen so it, it was just really a way to when I knew somebody could help on that project I was I was really reaching out to them and like not being shy and that really helped me actually personally because um, I never, I was always, to be, it might be difficult to understand, but I was kind of shy when I was young. I don't believe so that. I, I am definitely an introvert. And you, you probably don't, don't realize that. that. No, no, no chance. <laughs> but um, so going out and see people when I knew from my heart that they could help and they can make a difference. Um, it was just awesome and fulfilling for me. And really, I learned so much from that experience. So uh so it was great just to see people just come along and, and I was talking, let's say to a class and people after was coming back and telling me, uh, Oh, can I, can I help you on that project? So, um, just seeing that and seeing the impact that it has and the mission that we have uh, has on people, uh, really is it, just really 
awesome to see. And like you said, we had, um, oh, that's my dog. I can show him. Too. <laughs> um, uh, here, Jimmy, okay. Here's my dog. Um, so, yeah, so, and just, you mentioned that the, the student athletes jumped in the chairs and seeing that was just amazing. I mean, the audience was so inspired by that and, and just how physical the game is. I think you probably see it. You, you probably saw it. And, um, and then after the event, like, I think I had 20 student athletes reach out to me and say, can I be involved for the next event? So like just the sense of connectivity and, and, and and help and awareness that we have at Purdue, and especially in the athletic department, is just awesome. And that's that's the reason why the event was able to 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 to, to take place and and rise. Yeah. I, and I have to thank you for it because that was one of you know I started the day before we went to Australia, and then you know a week after we had a huge meeting. I mean, compliance was there, marketing, video, graphics. <laughs> uh, fundraising i mean there were people from all over athletics but also <laughs> all over purdue so it really helped me learn a lot of people's names so thank you for that cool. <laughs> but, uh, one of the really cool things was you guys helped raise money um to help further research because I, I i forget the professor's name but wasn't he able to you know purchase um he was able to get a a basketball wheelchair and kind of look at the mechanics of it to try to find a uh better, more efficient way, you know, way to create a, a, an athletic wheelchair, correct? Yes. Yeah. So I'll clarify that. So the money that we collected at the event went directly to a nonprofit uh, that's called the Challenge Athlete Foundation, um, which help. I mean, they're amazing. Shelby, Shelby told me about that and she said, we trust them. So, so the money went directly to them to help passport athletes. Um, and empowered their lives as well. So that really helped them. They were so they were so grateful for it. And then uh, you're right, P Professor Eric Nauman, who did the elbow break for Isaac Haas, um, started on that project. He was there and gave a presentation at the event, and he was really inspired by by, by the movement as well. Uh, and I'm actually in his lab, so I, I do research for him. And we ordered a wheelchair from London that uh, we will have that fifth Shelby um, shape. So we will now, it's my project actually now to put, put on a sensor array on a wheelchair so that we can maximize the installation of the wheelchair um, for passport athletes so that it can be specific to them and so that um, they have uh, prevent injuries uh, while maximizing performance. Um, so yeah, we're looking at that now. It's, it's fascinating to, to see everything that Professor Nauman's lab can do and all the students in there. I mean, the grad students are so are geniuses. I mean, that's, that's my, it's so awesome for me because I, being a biomedical engineer, I'm, I go into my major and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm surrounded by geniuses. And then I come back to aesthetics. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm surrounded by freak athletes. So I'm always, I'm always with somebody that's better than me and what I'm doing. So, I mean, that's just, such an amazing learning experience for me. I think that's the best position you can have to be next to somebody that's better than you in every single second of the day. <laughs> well, I, and that, that kind of leads me to my next question, even though you kind of, kind of touched on it. Biomedical engineering is not an easy major. <laughs> and yet you're a student athlete, you know, right. doing weights, rehab, all that stuff. How do you 
go through the day like that. I was a history major. Like, I, not that it's an easy major, but it's an easy major compared to biomedical engineering. Right. Well, I mean, I'm doing what I love, so it, it makes it easy to just do what it is needed to do to be successful in what you do because you love it so much. So for me, like working on the event was not working for me. It was just that it, it was just like, oh, yes, I'm going to I have this idea. I'm going to put it on paper. So I kind of don't I, I'm not counting the time when I do this type of stuff. Um, and then obviously it is a tough major, but I have so much support and like even the, the students, like my classmate, my teammates help me so much, my coaches all the advisors that we have. I mean, we have Tanya uh, with athletics, but we also have an advisor in BME. So, I, you know, the sentence, uh, utilize your resources. <laughs> I think I take that for granted. Like I take that um, and make sure that I use all the resources that I have to, to be successful. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's <laughs> remarkable because, I mean, there are a lot of players on the women's basketball team that have taken – rather challenging majors. I mean, Nick was civil engineering, Cass was yep. biochemistry. Um, and, and Asia, pharmacy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's a host more. Um, yep. it, it's, it's pretty impressive because then, I mean, you guys are, you guys also perform well in the classroom. It's not like yeah. you take challenging classes and it, you still get great GPAs. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to shift gear a little bit, you know, uh, I remember when we were doing the letter to me series before the season started last year, uh, mm. I had everyone fill out like a random fact and things like, uh, you know, people would say, you know, I love horseback riding or um, I met, you know, so-and-so. I think one of the ones, one of the cooler ones, and I really need an explanation was that you did karate growing up. Yep. Yes, I did. <laughs> so, so how, how, what level did you end up getting to? So, um, I think karate was, I did a lot of sports when I was young. Uh, I mean, skiing, swimming, karate. And I think karate was one of my first one that I did. My dad actually wanted me to be able to defend myself. <laughs> so um, at like five, I think I started. And um, I was actually really good. I think there's one of the funny stories. I was probably the youngest one in the group. And uh, we had to do a position and everybody was like still stationary. And my instructor kind of put me in the air like this and then put me in front of air. I was staying still like this still. And then he put me in front of everybody and he said, this is how you do it, people. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So um, I went pretty far. I was all, almost going to the Canadian uh, National Championship, national I think. Yeah, that's how you call it. So National Games or something. Yeah. So, but basketball usually kind of took my heart at that point and um the fact that it was a team sport and um that I just loved it so much at first I was like okay that's too much uh to do two sports at the same time so I went full in into basketball that's that's incredible <laughs> um when I was talking with uh Janelle last week one of the questions that questions I asked her was you know for when she gets uh to go home what's the first thing that that she does and obviously going back home to England her first thing that she said was she always went to the supermarket and got the best cookies <laughs> what's the first thing you do when you get back to Montreal wow that's a great question um first I eat some great food that my mom makes but I think like 
first thing I did was taking a real deep like breath and kind of just realizing uh, all the year that has passed because we're so such in a hurry, 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 like during the year. And especially with, like you mentioned with a tough major, there's not much time during the day to just stop and think. So that's the first thing I did really was just reflect. And that's kind of like how the wave of gratitude went. I, I was like, oh, wow, look at all the amazing things that I was able to live throughout that year. Um, so that was the first thing for sure. And then uh, being with my dog, being with my family, spending some time with them, uh, that was definitely great. Uh, second thing that I was doing is just cherishing the, the seconds that I have with my family. I listen a lot to podcasts. That's another thing, like going for a walk, you would be surprised, but the air here is different because of how many like like trees that is in Canada compared to, <laughs> to where we live. So just like taking deep breaths outside, listening to podcasts. Brene Brown is just amazing. I love her. So I'm listening a lot to podcasts, reading. I, I don't have time to read a lot uh, when we're back on campus. So taking those times to breathe and, and, and reflect more, I think that was, that was a big difference from before. What, uh, you, well, you mentioned your mom's cooking. What's, what's the, when you're going home in, in, you know, whether it's for a week, a month, just a night, what's yeah. the one meal you hope that, that she makes? Oh, my, and my mom could tell you that her roast beef is amazing. She's sure. just, she, she does it with mashed potatoes and like little green, green beans. And the sauce is just always the same great sauce. So yeah. Roast beef was the first meal. And the sushis are really good in Canada. So that's, that's yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Um, what's, uh, you know, coming to the States, obviously um, you didn't necessarily have the, the mentor that Roxanne necessarily had right off the bat. What was, what's probably the, aside from more trees in, in Montreal, What's, what's kind of the, the biggest difference that, that you see between West Lafayette and when you're at home? Uh, that's really, that's really good. I would have to think about it. But the first thing I would tell you is that on campus, people are so amazed. Like, they just want to help you. <laughs> so, uh, and in Canada, the, in Montreal City especially, we would see that probably in New York City, but um, people are just doing what they have to do and they don't really mind about you but on campus they just people are asking you oh can I help you on that can I have so that was kind of struck me at first and I was like oh shoot okay I can ask her for help and so that was like the first thing that I realized was like oh that's different um other than that I would say seeing the water kind of was like oh I need to see the water <laughs> um but for me it wasn't that different except for how much help I, I got right away um, as soon as I stepped foot on campus. <laughs> well, and obviously you talked a little bit about how you have a, there, there's a language barrier a little bit and, and yeah. you know. I would say a, a big of a bit <laughs> at the beginning. <laughs> do, you ever, do you ever find yourself, um, do, you, do you ever find yourself mm -hmm. in, when you're in conversation uh, accidentally slipping like, a word in French into the conversation or saying something so quickly that people are just like, I'm sorry, you have to say that again. <laughs> yeah, well, even like at the restaurant or something, sometimes 
I would just order in French. I'm like, oh, sorry, <laughs> like, <laughs> we're in English here. Or when I talk with Tam or uh, Rock, sometimes we talk to each other in English and then we switch to French without even realizing. So, <laughs> um, so that's another funny thing. Um, sometimes I would, and me and Fitu are, if we, if you record our discussions, it's so funny. Like we go in three different languages and we try to mix things up together. Like sometimes we, we speak to each other in English and then we're like, what's this word in French? And then what? So, um, so yeah, we go back and forth a lot during conversations. <laughs> yeah, it's, in it, it, it's, it was funny because I was talking with Janelle last week about, you know, how there are small little things like, uh, like, trash is the bin or something like that but she said yeah when you get when you get all the the teammates that speak french a lot of us just kind of sit back and just go no idea we're lost lost." (laughs) yeah sometimes and sometimes that's the funniest thing because we switch without realizing it and then we're like and then they're like hey and then oh like oh and then we're gonna translate to them (laughs) it's just it's just funny that and they're like, oh, can I learn? So if they learn, I don't know if they still remember, but we try try to make them learn some words when they're willing to. <laughs> but I, I remember there was one point uh, right after we got back from from Australia, we were in practice, and uh, one of the coaches, you know, hollered something at Roxanne because she was in the wrong spot, and she just kind of <laughs> nodded her head, just okay and then did the same thing did it wrong and the coaches yelled again and then finally you yelled from like across the court on the other end in French and she just sat there oh yeah okay yeah and that's funny because sometimes even like I can pretty much read Roxanne's mind sometimes and I see her from across the court and I'm like Roxanne come here and then I tell her in French and then she's like oh that makes sense I'm like okay yeah so then we can move forward um so moving forward, um, you know, when when your college days are done, um, do you do you plan on trying to stick in the states? Do you want to go back to Canada? What what are your plans? What do you want to do? Great question. So I'm actually applying for grad school right now, and so with school and and, and all the application and all that, so it, it's big, but it's kind of like oh my gosh, senior year is coming soon. So it, it went so fast, Ian. It's crazy. Um, so I'm applying, applying for Purdue if I, as well as well like a couple of other schools um, at Stanford and, and two schools in Europe also at Oxford and Cambridge. So and then, and then I'll see I'll see which options I get from that. Hopefully uh, I get some good options, but and then I'll choose from there. But I definitely want to keep. Uh, continuing my career in grad school and try to get maybe internships along the way as well and try to get industry experience um yeah do do you want to eventually get a phd or do you want to like is there is there a specific like you want to work for the ioc or the usoc or canadian that would be that would be great actually i I think you you saw kind of the, the career path that i'm going i uh, I would love to actually own a business for to support Paralympic sports um, and kind of provide Paralympic athletes with the services they need for performance. So kind of like what we have as student athletes and provide them with the design and innovation of their prosthetics. So from my field of study, from biomedical engineering, as well as I love to connect people together. So connecting a psychologist within the team, athletic trainer, 
and a doctor and all, all the services that the athletes need. So obviously, for, like it's, I might be directed more towards an entrepreneurship um, uh, side of you and probably get my own business eventually. But I would love to get industry experience before that and try to like learn from other people's mistakes, make my own mistakes, and then eventually, uh, hopefully, get uh, get my own ideas out to the world and try to impact the world as much as I can. That's that's inspirational, <laughs> Tim. Um, I I put out a thing on Facebook the other day asking um, a couple of, our, you know, asking our fans if they had any, any questions that they'd want to ask. Um, one of the, one of the, probably the best question that I saw um, is uh, people want to know who your role model was. Um, what lessons did you learn from him or her? And, and how has that helped you um, going forward in your life? Great. I had, I would say I had a couple of great role models throughout my life at different stages. Um, when I first got into basketball really, really, uh, when I was young, it was really like uh, Diana Taurasi, basketball players in the WNBA that I was looking up to to make sure that I was doing my, my things at basketball and pursuing my dream. Um, Kiana as well, who's a Canadian player on the national team, was a really inspir inspiration for me. Um, but I would say that the best role model from when I was young is uh, my mom and my parents that kind of showed me the way and it really made me do my like let me do my mistakes and and make sure that I learn from each experience and they're just such wonderful role model in itself so I'm really fortunate to be able to like live my life with them um, and then I had great role models more on the business side with um, Simon Sinek, Brené Brown, uh, those kind of those public speakers who I look up to. Um, Oprah also is like one of my best dreams would be to, to meet Oprah or meet Elena DeGeneres. So uh, these people that kind of inspired me to give back to the community and, and help other people achieve their full potential. So kind of it was kind of like a wave of different role models that play the played a crucial role in my life for sure uh, that's <laughs> you, you have no shortage of role models I'll say that <laughs> yeah no definitely not <laughs> um Leo that that's really that's all I've got for you I, I really appreciate you taking some time to talk with me today oh no it was great to see you I love doing this so we can do that another time <laughs> well, we'll, we'll catch up later this summer okay all right have a good day Ian <laughs>